Good to be here. My name is Katie. I'm a restrictor, bulimic, and compulsive eater. Uh, and I, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for everyone doing service at this meeting right now. I just want to say that I'm feeling pretty like keyed up um, after um, there was, yeah, there were some security things at the meeting, this meeting last week. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling a little bit, um, yeah, feeling a little nervous. Um, but I know I'm really grateful for all of the co-hosts and um, yeah, the safe space that I know this meeting can be. Um, and um, yeah, I'm really grateful to have been asked to share here this morning. Um, and I have some, some literature to share, um, but first I, um, I really wanna welcome the newcomers. Um, there are quite a few newcomers on this meeting and I am so, so grateful that you're here. Um, the meetings are for you and um, yeah, I am really, I know it's, I don't know, I can remember my first meeting um, and how how difficult it was to to make it into the room. So, um, so yeah, it's just amazing that you're here. Um, and yeah, when I was new, it was so helpful to hear um, the format of you know the the typical format of a speaker share what it was like what happened what it's like now um that really gave me hope and it was really important to like hear from other people that they had done the same stuff that I did and that they weren't doing it now like um that really that kept me coming back um so I wanted to yeah I wanted to share about what it was like um and I'm actually in a pretty I don't know I thought i I, um, I thought I would share in a slightly different way today um, because I am having this really strange experience right now of, um, of living in the same neighborhood. Um, I lived when I moved to Francisco um, many years ago and kind of like comparing what it's like now versus what it was like then. And um, so, so I'll, I'll I'll just qualify quickly by saying I have been in the rooms um, for almost five, it'll be five years in January. Um, and I, I've kept coming back since, since that first meeting in, in January um, 2017. And I have been abstinent for about four and a half years. Um, and for me, that looks like not throwing up and, um, and for today, not eating sugar because sugar kind of makes me insane. Um, and what it was like was I, I grew up in a family that was really, really focused on appearance. Um, I come from this disease, I'm pretty sure definitely on one side and, and probably on, on both sides to some degree. My dad is, um, my dad is an alcoholic, um, and a compulsive exerciser and a restrictor and a compulsive eater and a spender <laughs> and, and all of the things. Um, so all of those behaviors were just like super normalized in my house growing up. Like I grew up in a house where my dad woke up at 3 a.m. to go on the elliptical for an hour and a half before um, his like 12 hour day in New York City. Um, and that was just that was just what you did. You you looked good at all costs. And um, and and that meant exercising and and being slim. Um, my mom is um, my mom was actually a television reporter in in San Francisco in the eighties, 
Um, so she was on TV and, um, and she's also Korean. And um, so she, you know, she to this day says she's like totally normal about food and she doesn't do anything weird, but there's so much emphasis in, in the Korean culture. There's so much emphasis on being, being beautiful and having beautiful skin and being, being slim and like, um, and that's actually a really big part of my story that I don't, I don't talk about a lot. I, I'm, I'm mixed race and I, I grew up in a town that um, there weren't many people who looked like me. I grew up, I was born in San Francisco, but I grew up in New Jersey and um, a big part of my like body dysmorphia and my um, like wanting to be different was about the fact that I looked different than I looked different than the Asian kids and I looked different than the white kids and I just wanted to like all I wanted was to be like blonde and thin <laughs> and like, and um, I really, really tried hard to do that. Um, I got the like ugly highlights in my hair as a teenager. I, I like went in the sun and I like tanned and fried my skin. Um, and I tried to be, go. thank you. And I tried to be really, really small. Um, so um, I've had this disease since I, I have conscious memory, honestly. Um, I remember being sent to um, sent to summer camp, and I hated being separated from my mom. I hated the smells. I'm I'm like a really sensory. I'm, I'm like very sensitive. I, I might have like a sensory thing. Like if I was a kid growing up now, I might be diagnosed with something. But like no one was talking about that when I was growing up. And I, I remember just like hating camp and like the way that like I don't know so many things about summer summer camp and but my mom packed me salt and vinegar chips and like that was amazing <laughs> and like that kind of got me through um and we moved to the east coast when I was about five and again I hated a new school I hated how loud it was in the cafeteria and and my solution to that was to just not eat um not eat my lunch um and that that made sense to me as a five-year-old um yeah, and I, you know, I'll fast forward to, I, I did want to talk about what it was like, um, kind of at the height of my, of my eating disorder. Um, I've always had, I identify primarily as a restrictor. That's definitely like my thing. Um, and restricting not only food, but also life. Like, um, I think my, like my best, my restricting mind is like, you need to like work hard and like, and like, be small and like not enjoy things too much. And it's still, still like a, a real, um, it can be a real challenge sometimes to, to accept, you know, what my higher powers will from is, is, which is abundance and, and goodness. Um, so when I moved back, I moved, I moved to San Francisco right after college and um, and I wanted to talk about that because like I said, I'm living in the same neighborhood. Um, where I, I first moved and I was working and I, it's just like, it just really highlights the insanity of this disease. I was working at a food media company um, with um, very famous Bay Area and national and international chefs. We were doing, we were trying to be like the next food network online. It was a startup um, and our, um, we worked with like celebrities and it was a really, really cool, cool job. But um, I was around food and like Michelin starred chefs food all day long. And we were filming these segments for 
for this media company. Um, and I would not eat all day, like these 12 hour production days, like they're so exhausting. And, um, and I just like, I, I wouldn't let myself eat. And then I would get home and I would, um, I would binge and purge for like hours. Um, and, and then I would go in the next day and be surrounded by all of this like crazy, these like chefs and this like really rich food. And like, it was just, um, it was real insanity. And I was living in this tiny, tiny, tiny studio apartment. I knew no one in, in the Bay because I went to college on the East Coast. And um, I moved here um, probably as like a, um, a, what's it called, a geographic and um, got the sickest I have pretty much been in this disease. Um, and um, fast forward about uh, six, uh, five years, I, um, I was again in the Bay Area, um, really, really sick. And um, I had a higher power moment. I don't think I knew what a higher power was at that time, but I knew that I was, um, there had to be a different way to live. Um, and at the time I was living with someone who was in AA and I knew OA was the thing. And I went to the Tuesday night century meeting um, out on um, out in the Richmond and I felt like my life had been saved. Um, and that sounds really, I don't know, it might sound hyperbolic to a newcomer, but um, it was the first time I was in a room where people talked about all of the stuff that I did and all of the things that I was ashamed of. Um, and I for I like finally had hope I was really resigned to living the rest of my life as kind of like a shut-in who couldn't who couldn't like who had this really really small pathetic bad life um yeah and and today um I I'm living in this neighborhood again for um for a second I'm I'm about to move um actually to the to the Richmond very close to the California meeting which is like I don't know. It's kind of lovely. Um, and, um, and it's just, it's so different living, like being here right now. I, um, I'm not living alone. I'm, I'm, I have a partner, um, who is really loving and, and lovely who I, I met after I got into recovery. Um, I'm of service. I have, I have friendships. I have, um, real relationships with my family that are really, really, really messy. Um, because when I got into recovery, my family kind of fell apart actually, which is um, kind of an another issue, but um, the alcoholism in my family, it became really obvious once someone was in recovery and that person happened to be me. Um, and um, I eat three meals a day. Uh, sometimes I have a snack, sometimes I have another snack. Some days I walk, some days I don't. Um, and I, I have really regular digestion, um, which is such a gift after the, you know, the, the like violence I put my body through binging and purging and restricting and overeating for the number of years I did. Um, and I'm, I'm healthy today. Um, I don't have heart palpitations going to sleep after messing up my electrolytes from, from purging. Um, I have truly a life beyond my wildest dreams. I, I didn't think I could have, I didn't think I could have a life. Um, and I, um, yeah, the, 
the fellowship and sponsorship and guidance I've found in this program is um, it's hard to put into words what how it's changed my life. It's it's given me a life. Um, before I was kind of like the Walking Dead. I don't know. I think I think other people can relate to that. Like I, um, my life had to be so small because um, because of this disease. Um, and and now it's now it's not. So um, I wanted to read. So I'm staying right now in my dad's house who is, my dad's an alcoholic, he's not in recovery um, and he's not staying here right now because um, another thing that this program has taught me is boundaries and I actually can't live with an active alcoholic um, anymore. Um, so I said, you have to leave if I'm gonna stay here for two weeks and he left. Um, and he has some AA literature from when he, um, when he tried. Um, You've got two minutes. Tried to go to AA, thank you. Perfect. Um, so I just wanted to read something that I keep, I read last week and I keep, I keep coming back to. Okay, and this is from 24 hours a day. It's an, it's an AA book um, and it's November 6th, AA thought for the day. Fear and worry had me down. They were increased by my drinking. I worried about what I had done when I was drunk. I was afraid what the consequences might be. I was afraid to face people because of the fear of being found out. Fear kept me in hot water all the time. I was a nervous wreck from fear and worry. I was a tied up bundle of nerves. I had a fear of failure, of the future, of growing old, of sickness, of hangovers, of suicide. I had a wrong set of ideas and attitudes. When AA told me to surrender these fears and worries to a higher power, I did so. I now try to think faith instead of fear. Have I put faith in place of fear? Um, and I really love that passage because I think it really encapsulates what it was like for me. Um, I lived like, yeah, I was a tied up bundle of nerves. Um, I, I, I was a nervous wreck. I, um, I, and I couldn't do anything like when, when you're in the food like that and your nervous system is so shot like that. You actually, your life, my life had to be really, really small. I had to work in a job that I didn't like. I couldn't have relationships with anyone. Um, and what I've learned in this program is I can, one, I don't have, I don't have to, you know, everything was exacerbated by, by the eating disorder behaviors. And if I'm not doing those, um, I don't feel that way anymore. Um, and I still, that's not to say I don't feel fear. I actually feel feel, feel fear all the time. Um, I'm scared of my partner dying. He just, he just had COVID and, um, and he's better now, but I'm scared of my partner dying. I'm scared we're getting married um, this spring and I'm scared of getting married. I'm like, I, I'm seeing my parents' marriage fall apart before my eyes and I'm, that's really scary. Thank you, I'll wrap up. I, um, I have a career I really love today and I'm scared to love it. I'm scared, I'm scared to love things. And what my higher power tells me is I, I can put, I can give all of that fear to my higher power and, um, and show up anyway. And that's what this program has, has taught me to show up anyway. One one meal at a time, one, um, one meeting at a time. Um, so thank you so much for, for listening and being here and welcome to the newcomers.